I'm Priscilla McKinney, host of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I am so excited today to be talking to my friend and colleague and client and all-around amazing person, Nikki Dare. Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we are very fortunate. We get to hang out all the time. <laughs> I, I know. It's a regular thing these days. I love it. It is. It is. And, um, you know, we also get to hang out in a lot of really great places. That we have a lot. We've covered a lot of territory, Priscilla. Although I haven't been over the over the pond yet with you. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, hey, next March we're we're going. <laughs> right. We're going. I know. So, um, okay. Yeah. I I don't think that it would work out very well for me though to be shopping with you in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's just never a good idea, well, especially with Sarah's in tow. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys have impeccable taste, and I think you could really push me over the retail edge. <laughs> come <laughs> so, on, come to the dark side. I know it's going to be so great. Well, um, we're going to talk all about, you know, crazy stuff, but I really have to let my audience know a little bit something about you before we get started. Um, I obviously love you, um, but you're an executive VP at Fieldwork. And I got to say, you know, I'm going to tell people a little bit about you, but this just in this bio, it just goes to show what Fieldwork is like and what it's like working at Fieldwork. So everybody, listen to this. So Nikki Dare, she began her career with Fieldwork back in 93. She was a client hostess over in Phoenix, and she was getting her degree at that point. And then she ended up working for CNR in Chicago. So those of you who remember CNR research, and she was a field supervisor and an analyst. And then eventually she moved to Denver, and she's been the president of Fieldwork Denver since 1997. So Nikki, tell us a little bit about the Fieldwork <laughs> phenomenon that you all stick with it. <laughs> it's have so many long-term employees. We do. You know, I mean, it really, um, I feel like research found me and I certainly w uh, wasn't looking even specifically for market research, but, you know, I, I landed at this company um, that was led by some pretty cool people and I fell in love with the industry and it's, you know, I'm 26 years in and it just keeps changing. So it, 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 it stays fresh. Well, it stays fresh, but, you know, one thing has not changed and that is your team's complete mindset to hospitality and operations. So I, I've been around you guys enough to know that you really, yeah, you're like, okay, we work in, in market research and we work specifically in recruiting and in, you know, uh, focus group facilities. But really, every time I talk with you guys, you're clear that you work in client, you know, um, hospitality. So tell me about this mindset at Fieldwork and how it impacts your work with focus groups. Well, I think a lot of that starts from the fact that we were we're a, just we're a service-based company whether we're servicing you via recruiting or through our facilities or through any of our other s services that we provide. Um, and you know, we've got it started way back in the day when we had these road warrior uh, moderators flying all over the country and they we just wanted them to walk in our facility and have to forget about any of the details. They just had to, I'm about to say, focus on your research and we'll do the rest. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so corny, but we really, we've been trying to do that since, since day one. And with that, 
you know, came the the host that that knew a little bit about their project and made them feel at home and knew how to greet their respondents and knew what they needed in the back room, knew what they needed in between groups, and and most importantly, we were delivering on the recruiting. Um, and and with that, we just sort of evolved into this client services business, and we've taken all sorts of tips from a lot of different industries. Um, in terms of how to deliver that and with consistency and grace. Yeah, you know, you said that about that you take a lot of cues from other industries. And I really appreciate this about you. You don't just look to the research industry for what is trending. And I want to point out a couple things and have you talk about it. First of all, you have in your facilities, you have two two kind of divergent paths. One is rooms that are phone rooms and um, real discussion rooms about how to effectively recruit for projects. And then secondly, you have these off-the-hook, beautiful, well-appointed focus group rooms or, or even small little break rooms and things like that. And so there's kind of two paths that immediately diverge. And you guys have been able to take some uh, innovations from outside of the MR space and bring it into both recruiting and into the facilities. So I'm going to let you talk about that. But before I even say that, I'm just going to say in terms of the facilities, I don't think a lot of people know that you're a big push behind the real beautifully decorated rooms across the world for field work. <laughs> I know. I keep saying in another life, I'm going to come back as like an interior designer or an architect. You so, should. I, I've been so <laughs> lucky that my path at fieldwork has had has led me that way. Just mm-hmm. um, something something different to do and sink my teeth in. So yeah. thank you. So what's going on? What do you think you guys do? The special sauce. What is it that you do differently over in recruiting? And then let's talk about what you do differently over on the focus group facility side. I think, well, for recruiting specifically, um, you know, we we manage our own phone rooms and have local talent on the ground all over the United States. So we're not, you know, we do have a national call center in Chicago, but Karen, who runs that, you know, came from um, the client side and the facility side. And so she really understands how to, I think, cultivate a group of people that aren't just coming to work and picking up the phone and making the dials. Um, You know, we educate them on what a screener means and what the end game is for the client. Um, and I think that we're, because we have such a strong leadership and, and hopefully we're creating environments where people want to work, uh, we, we have people who are extremely dedicated and no different from a lot of the project managers and phone room supervisors that you've met over the years. We have a lot of recruiters that have been doing it, you know, for 20 plus years and it's just, it's just amazing. So, you know, that, that definitely, um, bleeds into why our medical recruiting is so successful. Because, for, for example, in Denver, the woman who's been doing the medical recruiting for us, she's been there for 15 years. I mean, she she knows what she's doing. She knows how to get doctors. And, and, and our rooms, particularly because we started doing the phone room supervisor meeting, where we could get everybody together to collaborate, we really just have this reach that makes our national recruiting that much more personalized. And I think for us, that's sort of the secret sauce, both when it's local and when we have these national jobs. Right, because that's Uh, what's going on in the industry. Everybody is talking about how they're struggling to get that quality recruit. 
Yeah. You know, if, if, and even if, you know, uh, our, our phone center in Chicago is struggling with the recruit on a specific, say, um, I don't know, even a, even a car study or a specific, uh, pharmaceutical, um, uh, research project, uh, you know, they can reach out to us at the local database level and say, has anyone done a project for this? And can you tell me how you found them or send me, send me some database from that project. So it really just, it comes full circle. And I think that that sets us apart from our competition and, and, you know, we're in the business of finding people for people. And, Mm. and I think, I think we've got, I think we've got a really good, um, a good thing going. Yeah, I do think so. And I think the thing that I've been able to see from an outsider's point of view is just the deep, deep level of communication you have. It, uh, You know, you guys do get together face to face on a massively repeatable <laughs> schedule. <laughs> it's amazing. And you guys spend a lot of money really seeing each other face to face. But I think that's what, you know, really is a big win for your clients is because you guys are so connected and you do help each other like that. That collaborative ethos is just in the field work blood. I love it. Love it. Love yeah, it. I do too. So let's talk a little bit about what's different about your facilities. I mean, why are they so freaking gorgeous, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I do, I do think they're so they're so beautiful. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. The spaces have changed over the years and we're just sort of keeping up. And um, I, I know there's a lot of facilities out there that um, – that don't put as much time and money into making sure the space is where you want clients to come in and feel enlightened and inspired. And, 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 um, so, you know, it look, we used to look a little bit like a bank and now we have these fresh, big white spaces (laughs) with creative rooms. And, um, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me how the facility itself has, has evolved and changed over the years. But um, we do pride ourselves in, in, in what they look like and, and how they're set. And, um, and then still trying to have a little consistency across the brand is, is, is key as well. Yeah, well, they are beautiful. Ashley and I, when we get there, we're like, yeah, we could move into this one too. <laughs> and then you guys opened up New York um, recently. So tell me a little bit about that. That was so exciting. We've um, we've been wanting to be in New York for years. We've you know um, constantly had had received feedback from a lot of our clients that that would you know would be so great if you were in in Manhattan. And we just never really found the right space. So Natural Light, our founder Saul Benzev, who in his other life was an architect for sure, um, he really brought the idea of bringing Natural Light into these facilities, particularly back when market research was predominantly focus groups. And you had these people sitting in these back rooms watching the focus groups and, you know, how dreary some of those rooms were with no windows. And, and of course, in New York, space is, is expensive. And we just never found the right formula. Um, now, what's interesting is, is that we did we did find this awesome space in, in New York. And it turns out that the interior rooms don't have windows. But we were able to compensate for that by um, rearranging the facility so that we had all surrounding windows. And we just, the, the light just 
just floods into the facility and it really is sort of a special place oh, and the windows awesome. open yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh the windows open in new york yeah i, I yeah. don't know if you want to hear half the things in new york but <laughs> i know yeah i know well in new york having the rooms on the interior at the end of the day makes sense because there is so much noise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah but being anyways. in manhattan it's 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 a game changer so that's that's yeah. super great let's take a quick break so i can tell you about this show's sponsor This episode is brought to you by MMR Live. Creative briefs, KPIs, brand strategy. Are you really capturing the impacts of your brand experience with the people you're trying to reach? Chances are you're not. With the help of MMR Live, an experienced strategy agency, you can actually operationalize what your creative brief sets out to do. Visit mmr.live to learn how to add KEIs to your KPIs to maximize your key emotional impacts, improve every brand experience, and earn a greater share of wallet. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other places we see each other. Um, I bump into field work all the time at all of the industry events. And so tell me a little bit about why it's important for field work to be supporting these industry events. I think for field work, it's important to support the industry events and, um, you know, really in order to keep up on the trends that are out there, both good and bad, uh, to ensure that uh, our facilities and our services and all our key players are providing um, our clients with the best solutions for every type of methodology that's being used because there are so many these days. Um, And I think that by way of this, relationships are formed at these events and I think this is critical to uh, Fieldwork's strong foundation and relevant success over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. I do love uh, this last year when I was at Quirks and I walk in and there was Fieldwork manning the entire registration booth. And I'm like, oh, people to welcome me. I, <laughs> it's so great. I know. <laughs> we, we, we really love doing that. And that's been great for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and even, you know, I've attended a lot of different IIEX, some Green Book, like really innovative types of events with a lot of your different, you know, teammates. And that's been fun because we, we've been able to walk the floor and just talk with people, have such really interesting conversations about what's going on. And I know even in standing and talking with some of your team, you know, some of those ideas kind of trickle down. Like, oh, my gosh, maybe we should adjust our space because of this or because of that. Or, you know, it, it just feels like, um, you know, the team really takes the time to listen to other people at those shows. And I don't think there's necessarily a lot of listening going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that you're spot on there. It is it, even if even if you just walk the floor, I feel like you you you, you pick up a bunch of uh you pick up a bunch of information, um, even with people who've never been your client. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, I do think that, um, the particularly quirks, I mean, it, it's, there's a, there's a good vibe there and, and everybody uh, wants to be there and is curious about what's going on. And I, I, I love that about most of our industry events. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, there's one thing I'd like to say thank you, since I know that you are an executive VP and you're on the actual executive board as a partner with Fieldwork, and that is the continual approval and backing and support and monetary support of <laughs> women in research. It's super important, and I know that so many people, if they had the chance, would just tell you personally thank you. 
And uh, it, it is really, really key when I go to those wire events, um, you know, throughout the year. Those don't happen, you know, by magic. It means that companies have to really get in and support other women in the industry. Yeah, well, we're thrilled to do it. Wire is a great organization. And um, I think that that we've we've built a lot of strong relationships through that. And it's just exciting to see where they're going to go next. Right, right. Well, let's talk about something next. Um, You have come on as the premier sponsor for Insights Marketing Day, Green Book, and Little Bird Marketing, and Keena's Mustard, our friends across the pond. (laughs) Uh, We'll alert them now to our shopping needs. (laughs) Uh, We've all come together to put on Insights Marketing Day to really serve the industry. And I think that's what's so cool about coming around to fieldwork. You guys are always looking for those opportunities to support something that um, is truly helpful to everybody in the industry as opposed to, oh, what can I get out of it, you know, type of thing. So what are you excited about? Why, why would you come in and support, you know, Insights Marketing Day? I mean, I the lineup of speakers and, and topics is awesome for one, but I just, you know, it's not often we all get to get we get together and so mostly it's catching up with callings and meeting some new ones and it sounds like we're going to have such a diverse group so it's it's really exciting well and you're putting it on at your facility um at one of the actual facilities in your in your building so tell us about that because it is it is really a premier spot well we have such an awesome building in denver so not only is our space on the 30th floor amazing uh but the building itself recently went under a major renovation to 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 um sort of appeal to the new workforce. Uh, and so we have this beautiful space that's all different size of meeting rooms, which is great for us because we can, you know, our, our facility can hold up to 50 people in a conference room, for example, but this allows us to do, you know, over a hundred if that's ever a need. And they just, they built this beautiful space on the, on the lower level that, um, is, is there's a gym, there's, there's a place to get a massage, there's, um, you know, bike storage for your, you know, if you bike to work, it's just a really kind of hip, fun, um, part of the building and we're excited to, to share it, uh, on Insights Day. Well, you didn't tell me about the massage part, so now I know, I know. what we're doing the night before <laughs> Insights Marketing Day. Oh, and also now I know what after. we're doing the day after. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, I just want to get clear. It's going to be really awesome. And I, I really thank you guys for coming in as a premier sponsor. But you're right. I mean, from Kristen Luck, we're going to have um, Tim Hughes coming from across the pond for talking about really what does it mean to digitally transform your selling online. And I think that's really relevant in the market mm-hmm. research industry today. You talk about it being very driven by people. Um, but the reality is that we're all remote. And so when you cannot access someone, you know, just by showing up and meeting them, it's we're not always in proximity. How do you effectively use social media uh, to do that? We have um, 3M's McGuire brand that's coming in and, and sponsoring with you guys as well because they really understand the value of market research as an end client. And uh, they activate trade shows all over the world. So that's going to be super cool. Hear a little bit from them. We've got mm-hmm. market research podcasters coming and you're really making all of this possible. So what, what could we do for you? What could we do for you? What, what would you like people to know about field work coming into Insights Marketing Day? Well, I, I mean, I'm excited because market, uh, I mean, market research is sort of a quirky industry. And, you know, it, it, 
I, I feel like you know many of us in research are always chasing uh, and serving the, the the clients. So it's nice to slow down for a minute and collaborate and learn with others in our field, even if we we aren't doing the same thing. Um, I, I so really, I mean, you're already doing it for for us by lining up some of these topics that, quite honestly, someone in a research facility or a phone room aren't thinking about, but but they're critical aspects to the success of all of our clients' uh, futures. And I, you know, I, any information I could get and turn around and share with my crew, you know, makes us a better place. Mm. You know, you said it kind of earlier about how, you know, yeah, there's a recruiting room. And someone in this industry might kind of look down and be like, oh, it's just the phone room. They're just dialing. They're just this. But you guys don't see it like that. You see it like we need to really understand what is happening in business. What is the client needing out of this research project? Because the really valid insight, the the the, the thing that's going to fall out of the mouth of the respondent when they're here at our facility is going to help dictate or guide, uh, you know, people making really high-level marketing decisions, which then has a huge impact on revenue, hopefully to the positive. Um, yeah. So helping someone, you know, all the way throughout your in, your industry and through your team understand that end goal for the client really makes them think differently when they pick the phone up and start dialing to get a respondent into the room. Yeah, I mean, and I would say that's something that's changed probably the most dramatic over the years is, you know, they're, they're, back in the day, people were very worried about security and don't let them know who the client is or what the product is. And of course, there's still a lot of that. But now because they're trying to reach such a richer or um, more specific uh, res- respondent or person, um, it, 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 has is created this sort of more of a collaborative effort between the project managers and the phone room. Like we got to think out of the box here and ha- you know, mm-hmm. no different than some of the social uh, stuff we've been working on with little bird, just on how to, how to find these people and what is the new way of, of, of recruiting. And it's been really exciting. And I think Fieldwork has done an excellent job sort of staying, staying on top of that um, in a, in an effective way. Right. Um, right. Well, we're happy to provide the, you know, the really the know-how. I do think that is really interesting. You know, I have worked with you for a long time, and I don't know who any of your clients are. And that just goes to show you, you know, <laughs> that level of, of confidence I'm sure your clients have in you. And I don't need to know that to be able to help you. Um, you know, your team can collaborate with real tips and tricks and real, uh, you know, a broader understanding of how we go about finding these people digitally without any of us having to know, you know, just being on a need-to-know basis and having to Mm -hmm. You know, your clients trust you because of that heavy non-disclosure. And, um, you know, they're trying to they're trying to get ahead of their competitors. And respecting that is such a huge part of of running a facility. So, I I mean, I see that from the outside. It's really cool. We have worked together, Nikki, on a lot of content marketing, and this is a Mm -hmm. marketing podcast. So give me your (laughs) thoughts about, you know, what what mindset shift have you had in the last couple of years? um, And what are your thoughts about now the benefits of content marketing? How have they impacted your work at Fieldwork? Well, I, I mean, since we teamed up with Little Bird a couple years ago um, to elevate this for field work, I mean, let's face it, let's face it, we we had no content marketing game, <laughs> <laughs> and now we can't get enough of it. So yeah. I I think that, and we're really we're as you know, we're barely scratching the surface, and we've already seen incredible results and. Uh, 
you know, positive feedback. I also love that it's kind of, I'm watching project managers and other presidents just sort of rally around the initiative and having a lot of fun with it. And I think that for some people that think they'd maybe aged out of the digital world, it's bringing them in. And, um, and so I, I, I think it's a, it's it's been an invaluable journey with with little bird specifically and then it's been a lot of a lot of fun for field work we have a lot of work to do yeah you have a lot um, of work to do but you know you guys have to do. you guys have so much expertise on your team and that's where i feel like we're just barely scratching the surface you guys have so many long term employees who have seen like you said you're on the 26th year you've yes. seen this industry change you know and you've seen people come and go you know, there's been a yeah. lot of other focus group facility and recruiting companies that have come and gone because they haven't been mindful about what's coming next and what the end client really, really needs. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's we, we, we I think it's funny when we say we're, you know, cutting edge because really fieldwork never wanted to do things first. Mm. Uh, we're, we're, we're very methodical about when we decide to implement something or go about things a different way. And I just, I, I love that sort of steady, um, application to the industry that's it's definitely worked well for us yeah it's been a gem because for us a real find a good fit because i've mentioned this to you so many times i don't come in and solve a company (laughs) you know i look for a company (laughs) that is just eight nine and ten hitting it out of the park on a day-to-day basis like they can't help themselves they're tripping over their own excellence and they've ignored their marketing on some level And so my job becomes, oh, let me just bring the marketing up to the level that you're already delivering. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's out of the bag. I'm a total, you know, I only work to my advantage. (laughs) I just love it when we're sitting around and we're like, oh, yeah, we probably should have done that like 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, this kind of just goes to show the openness and the, the, you know, the value that you guys have about collaboration. And um, we've had so many fun conversations about what we could do differently And always at the end is, does this serve our most ideal client? People are coming to field work because they really have very specific needs. And I love how you guys have become sold out to saying no when the action does not help the end client. It's it's really powerful. It's really powerful. And so, you know, yeah, we're doing a lot of crazy stuff, but we also stopped doing some stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay, well, you've been in this industry quite a bit. I, you and I could sit and talk all the time. Usually it's much better if we have a martini in our hands. It's totally yes. <laughs> totally better. Um, but just kind of to wrap up, let's hear from you just as a woman in research and leading an effective team. You know, I'm sure there's been plenty of times where people have given you advice um, that's been good or bad. So we like to kind of wrap up in our podcast and let people understand a little bit more about our guests. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the best piece of advice you've ever received and maybe a horrible piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> I think the one of the best pieces of advice I've, I've received was just to be an observer of people. Um, and I just, it's, it's uh, something that, that was, even as a young kid, um, it was, it was important. So it's stuck with me. Hmm. I think the worst piece of advice I ever received that bangs were a good idea. <laughs> So for me personally, <laughs> no bangs. I'm not going to catch you. The worst bangs. choice I've ever made. Let's, you know, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> that was related to, to, to business because um, <laughs> I'm surrounded by a lot of really smart 
people who always seem to have great advice. So. Well, I'm going to give you one one compliment on that. Your team, <laughs> when I hang out with your team, oh my gosh, your Denver team is so loyal to you. You are obviously doing something right the way you rally behind your team. And I mean, they would take a bullet for you, Nikki. I, well, I did learn from some pretty awesome people, and I just wanted to recreate that in Denver, and I, I lucked out with my crew because they're they are my secret sauce. Okay, well, my team loves you too, but you can't have any of my people, okay? <laughs> well, we're really close to just wanting Ashley to move. move just move. Be in residence. Would you we quit? Need her, we need her in residence. <laughs> you can't have her. I found her first. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's a love fest. It can be a love fest. It's fine. Um, okay, so let's do a quick rapid fire. I don't know if you're a podcast person, but tell me, do you have a podcast you're following that you love or... I love how I built this on oh, NPR. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like one of my favorites. Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, it's very relevant. I mean, yesterday I think it was the Dyson company, which I'm obsessed with their new. Um, and now you're going to think I'm all about the hair, but anyways, <laughs> I have this you know cr- those crazy hair products uh-huh. and how they took them to market. That's fascinating. So. Well, that is fascinating. That also is really relevant to you in market research. So. There you yeah. have that. Uh, what about an app? Do you have a go-to app? You travel a lot, so is is it related to mm-hmm. that? But your kids are in tennis. I'm kind of thinking maybe there's something sports-related that you use on an app. What what do you go to? I I mean, because there's so much going on in my world. I like Headspace. Oh, my gosh. I love of, that yeah. one, too. <laughs> I like that, and I also like Budify. Have you ever tried that one? No, I've seen it, but I but maybe I should try it. Do you like know. that better Heads- than Headspace? No, I like I going know. back and forth. I don't like either one better than the other. It's just nice. Um, now, I always forget. I think Budify, though, is the one that has the people, all of them have English accents. Well, uh, Headspace, he, I forget, is it English or is he Australian? He's Australian. It's something different. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think that yeah. it's funny, but that's probably the thing I enjoy the most. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so you're on planes a lot. Are you reading a great book or is there a kind of a go-to, you know, one that you indulge yourself in every year? Oh, I mean, if I could, I'd read Pride and Prejudice all the time. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite book. But no, actually, right now I'm I'm reading a book that I don't love. I won't say what it is, <laughs> but I I have to finish it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a bummer. That's a total mystery. You're going to kill us all on this. I know. All I right. Know. Well, I uh, I kind of think that you're not a blog follower, but I could be totally wrong. Are you a, Are you a blog follower? I am not really a blog follower. I I you know I have my ways to get news. I, I, I don't follow that many industry blogs, but I feel like that's changing. But I have to say I'm slightly addicted to some like lifestyle blogs, mm-hmm. right? Currently, the one I, I'm, I can't get enough of, enough of is the Pursuitus. So I can just dream of all these fancy places I'd like to travel and take my kids to. Pursuitist. Okay, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, You might not like it, but right now it's giving some good good tips. So it's good. All right. Well, I'm headed Mm -hmm. off to London and Edinburgh here later on this week. So um, maybe I'll just indulge on it on, on the flight. How about that? I think you should try it Uh-oh. and maybe read <laughs> maybe read Pride and Prejudice again or something crazy. Man, you know, I really should. I love that one. You know, my go-to <laughs> indulgence is usually out of Africa. 
Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. That That is a good one. It's so good. Okay. I am also going to put in these show notes a recent interview I did with you that was on a blog that is about that medical recruiting specialist. And I I know you, you know, you guys recruit in a lot of low incidents and a lot of a lot of specialties. But it would be cool if, if anybody wanted to hear a little bit more about, you know, her team there in Denver and how they specialize and how that kind of interacts with local databases and, and, you know, and the national databases and how that works with the National Recruiting Center out of Chicago. If you're interested in that um, about market research, then take a little deeper dive on that blog interview with Nikki. So I'll be sure to add that in the show notes. But Nikki, I don't know we're going to see each other next. I think we're in OC together next. I, I, I think that's correct. <laughs> I look forward to it. Which, of course, will be great. <laughs> It'll be super fun. Um, but by then, I will have checked through my whole Pursuitist blog for you. <laughs> okay. So that'll be my assignment. So thanks so much for coming on on uh, Ponderings from the Perch. It's been super fun. Obviously, we could talk forever, but at some point, we probably have to get back to work. Well, thanks again for having me. <laughs> From all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, um, check out Fieldwork online. Take a look at what they do and look up Nikki Dare. That's D-A-R-R-E. And from all of us, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.